We continue with the daily sports feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. A pleasure to have you along. The Deuce gets set for the Air Force Falcons and the Armed Forces Bowl down in Fort Worth coming up on Saturday. And let's hear from the play-by-play man of the Air Force Falcons, and that is Jim Arthur. Hi, Jim. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Looking forward to this game between these two teams, one who loves to run, one who loves to stop the run in James Madison. It should be a good one. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. And, you know, give me some background on, on you. How long have you been calling the Air Force games? According to my listeners, a little bit too long. I've been working <laughs> on the broadcast uh, in, in varying capacities since 1990 and started calling games in 2002. All right, so you've been doing this for a long time. You know, talk about Coach Calhoun and, and just obviously he, he he's an he's an alum. He's done a great job there, but to talk about him and what he's been able to do for his alma mater. Well, I think he came in and and understood that there were going to be limitations, obviously, when you coach at a service academy. So because of that, he needed to put in a, a system that was going to maximize what Air Force did have, and that was quickness and putting in a system offensively especially that's not easy to get ready for, and that's the option offense, and not something you see every week, and then the ability to throw off of the option offense, and it has really worked. I mean, you look at all the success they've had. If Air Force somehow can get a victory over James Madison, that will make it 40 victories for Air Force, and I believe the last four years. I mean, really a heady kind of number. And it just goes to show you what kind of coach he is. He played at the academy. He was an NFL assistant coach. So certainly uh, he's got a world of experience. And I think what he's done more than anything else is just has come up with a system that makes sense for the type of athletes mm-hmm. that the academy is able to recruit. Oh, that's the biggest thing, too. Again, at the, the academies, you, you've got to have the right system and understand what's going to work, what's not going to work, and he certainly has done that. And Obviously, you guys were rolling 8-0. You guys were ranked. I know when JMU was ranked for the first time, middle of the season, you guys were right ahead of, of JMU. Then four straight losses down the stretch. Talk about this team and, and how they've been throughout preparation for this game after the four straight losses. Have they kind of rebounded from that, do you think? Well, I think we're going to find out because there was a point in time where Air Force was this close to maybe hosting a conference championship game in the Mountain West. Uh, They were ranked in the college bowl rankings. First time that ever happened. There was talk of Air Force going to a New Year's Day bowl. That's never happened. And then Army showed up. And Army handled Air Force at uh, Mile High Stadium. And since then, the wheels have kind of come off a little bit. And I've been asked a number of times why and what have I seen. And I've seen several things. Uh, Starting quarterback Zach Larrier got hurt. He's missed a month. That didn't help. Leading rusher Emmanuel Michelle, the fullback, went out with an injury. Certainly that didn't help. The schedule got better the later the season when Air Force was playing better teams. And those teams, remember, now had 9, 10, 11 games worth of game film to see what worked against Air Force and what wasn't working against Air Force this year. And those teams came out, and they played well. UNLV had a smart, sophisticated passing attack that took advantage of some Air Force weaknesses in the secondary. Boise State being Boise State, the most talented team year in and year out in the conference. And even though Air Force lost those two games, uh, they were right in those games till the very end. One play, uh, one going one other way, 
and maybe Air Force doesn't lose four in a row. But it really started with Army, and that's always a challenging game. It means so much to the service academies. And I think, you know, you, what's the old saying? You don't want to lose a game more than once. Well, I think Air Force lost a couple of times because of Army. And then the injuries and, again, teams, I think, played Air Force a little bit smarter, especially uh, defensive teams and how they played the option. I think you throw that all in a big mixing bowl, and, and that's where a number of the challenges Air Force had really kind of stemmed from late in the season. Yeah, Again, we're talking to Jim Arthur, play-by-play voice of the Air Force Falcons. It'll be the Dukes and Air Force coming up in the Armed Forces Bowl on Saturday. You know, talk about Zach Larrier a little bit. Obviously, he's had a great year. Um, well, I, he missed some time, and that certainly did hurt this, this football team. But talk about him and what, what he brings to this football team. He's really been an intriguing guy. They uh, recruited him as a quarterback. Uh, the challenge for him was he sat behind one of the best quarterbacks in academy history, Zeke Daniels. And then last year they said, this guy is so good. He Mountain West Conference 200-meter track champion. Got to get him on the field. Well, they were only able to do that a few times last year. Then he kept getting injured and was banged up. So this year, with Zeke Daniels graduated, they, they said, let's see if he can win the job at quarterback, and he did. And he was just a terrific game manager for Air Force. He didn't try to win every game by himself. He stayed within the system, uh, an underrated thrower, certainly a good runner, uh, had challenges against Army where it seemed like uh, a career's worth of mistakes kind of fell on him out of the sky. But he's been solid for Air Force. He's done what Air Force expected him to do. He didn't try to be a hero. And I know Air Force is thrilled to get him back for this game. He's missed a month with an knee injury. Uh, he's solid. He plays under control. And it's nice to get him back in the lineup for today's game against the Dukes. And obviously, uh, they want to run the football first and foremost. They've only thrown 100 passes the entire season. Uh, Zach has only thrown 62 the entire year, but he's been very good. You know, how about that? Is that something that obviously they want to stay ahead of the chains? They don't want to throw if they don't have to, but that's something that can really open games up for the Falcons, can it, with, with the play-action pass and just getting some big plays in the passing game? It's been a pretty simple formula, and Dave, you're exactly right. And the formula has been to lull teams to sleep and to have success, if you can, running the football. And as you have success deeper into the game, you get the backs cheating up a little bit. You, you get the safeties getting closer to the line of scrimmage because all they've seen is run, run, run for the past two, maybe three quarters. And that's where Air Force has its success. Now, it really comes after Air Force runs the ball well. If Air Force isn't running the ball well, it is a lot tougher to throw because teams say, hey, we stopped the run. We know what they're going to do now. And those are some of the challenges Air Force had, certainly against Hawaii, against UNLV, even against Boise State, was Air Force didn't run the ball as effectively, so those teams knew that Air Force was going to have a better uh, a likelihood of throwing the football. When Air Force runs very well, they throw very well. Anything less than that, and the Falcons do have some challenges. Off, obviously, they've got to be good up front with the offense that they run. Has that been a staple? Air Force over the years really have good offensive linemen that are agile, mobile, and can do a lot of things? It really has been. Their nickname is Diesel. <laughs> and they're the fuel that kind of starts the entire offense. And 
they have been nominated for the Joe Moore Award a number of times, finished in the top four a couple of years ago. Their offensive line has been just outstanding. Now, these last four games, I, I, I think they've been less than outstanding. And what's the reason for that? Is it the fact that, you know, it's been a long season, our team's playing them differently? I'm not really sure, but I think they've had a few more challenges in trying to open some holes, albeit against better football teams. But Diesel is, you know, you never put offensive linemen on the team poster, except at Air Force, okay? (laughs) Because that's how good this offensive line has been. And Diesel is kind of a group unto themselves. And more times than not, when you talk about the offense, you talk about Diesel and the offensive guys up front before you talk about the skill players behind him. We're down to Jim Arthur again, play-by-play voice at Air Force. It's the Dukes and Falcons coming up on Saturday in the Armed Forces Bowl down in Fort Worth. And, you know, I, I want to talk about your defense and some guys over there. But, you know, the one thing I looked at prepping for this game is that so many guys are in their fourth and fifth year, third and fourth year, that didn't play their first couple years. And, and again, that's part of being in the service academy and everything that goes with that. But a lot of veteran players, is do you – do you see that a lot with this team? Even Trey Taylor, a guy that just won the Thorpe Award, didn't play his first couple of seasons, but they mature into to what, what Coach Calhoun wants. Is that kind of a staple, too, of this program? It has been a little bit of a staple. Now, at the same time, every practice is literally an open practice. And if you're good enough to make the team, and if you're good enough to start, it doesn't matter if you're a freshman. You're going to play. But the challenges that the academy offers, not only athletically, but academically, I mean, freshmen have everything plus that they can handle in their first year. It's a little bit easier as you get deeper into your career at the academy. So that's why you don't see a lot of freshmen really kind of crack that wall, so to speak. Now, all that being said, Trey Taylor was a little bit of an exception as a sophomore He missed the first three games. He was out with an injury. When he came and got healthy and started in game four, that's when this defense took off. And it's been three years of that and lights out. Last year, Air Force was number one in the nation in defense. They are in the top ten this year. And a lot of it has to do uh, with Trey Taylor, uh, the safety, the Jim Thorpe Award winner. He's got the skills, both mentally and physically. And once he got into the lineup as a sophomore, you could really see this defense elevate from good to great. Well, that's the one thing so many people are enamored with, with the, the again, the triple option and, and, and just how much they run the football. But that's the one thing that stands out, and I keep telling people around here, is, is the defensive numbers that, that Air Force has put up this year. Again, allowing just 18 points per game and um, just over, what, 270 or 277 yards per football game. In the top 10, as you mentioned, teams are running it at just a 3.1 uh, per, per attempt clip. It's been amazing to see this defense, and, and you mentioned it's not just this year, it's been happening. What's, the, what's been the key for this defense the last couple seasons? I, I think scheme number one with defensive coordinator Brian Knorr. I think he keeps it simple. I think he plays to his strengths. And and this year, for example, and even last year, when, when you look at Air Force, you look at their defensive line and, and P.J. Ramsey and how good he has been and Jaden Theargood when he's been healthy. Uh, and then a Bo Richter, who's the edge rusher, who they'll move 
all over the field. And then you get to the linebackers with, with Alec Mock and Jonathan Youngblood. And then you get to the secondary with, as we mentioned, Trey Taylor, Jaden Goodwin. And, and they had two good spur linebackers. Uh, one, Camby Goff, got hurt in the first game out for the season. And then C.J. Boyd replaced him, and it was playing great. And then he got hurt, and he's lost for the season as well. They've really had good, talented players, uh, if you will, at every level of the defense. And back to your point, yeah, juniors and seniors. And when you have that experience, you'll love that. And uh, when you have juniors and seniors, doing, you're doing a little less teaching in August uh, than you would be otherwise if you've got freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, no question about that. We're talking with Jim Arthur, the play-by-play voice of the Air Force Falcons. And one thing, they're so disciplined, aren't they? I'm sure that's something that, that you've seen this team for years and years and years. Obviously, if you're in a service academy, you're going to be pretty, pretty disciplined anyway. But that's a big big key for this team, too, is just not a lot of penalties. They're not going to hurt themselves. No, they're not going to hurt themselves. And that's really important, again, because so many teams you play are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. Maybe they've got better athletes. So every edge that you can control, every edge that's you, if you will, you need to really play up to that. And penalties is one of them, certainly. Uh, and the ability to, to you know, catch a football in the flat or hit a hole at a proper time or, you know, be good uh, as far as tackling a discipline and techniques and things like that. Those things that you can control, Air Force has to be very, very good at. And that goes back to Troy Calhoun and this coaching staff. I mean, those things are those things are tenants of this football program, and even before Troy Calhoun with, with, with Fisher DeBerry, because you need those things game in and game out to compete against teams that on paper are probably better than you. How about special teams? Obviously, in a game like this, where, where it should be pretty tight, that can be a, play a big factor. Has Air Force usually been pretty good year in and year out of special teams? Special teams are interesting for Air Force. A number of teams don't return kickoffs because of the new rules and they worry about safety. And that's Air Force. So you're not going to see a kickoff return unless they're really, really desperate. Punt returns you absolutely won't see. Air Force does not return punts, period. You can have your kicker outkick his coverage (laughs) and kick a 90-yarder and have an Air Force guy back there at the 10-yard line with 30 yards of open field because that punt team hasn't been able to get down there, and he's going to signal for a fair catch. And that's the way Air Force has coached it. They'd rather get the ball and get back to what they do best, and that's running the football. So you're not going to see him take any chances on kickoff returns and especially punt returns. Their field goal kicker, Matthew DePore, he's a young guy. He struggled a little bit down the stretch, but he has been steady. He's got a good leg as long as 54 yards, and they feel comfortable with him at any given time. And then I just want to get your thoughts from the outside looking in at this James Madison football team and as you've prepped for the game, and what are your thoughts on the Dukes? One word comes to mind, and that word is scary. It really is scary. And I know Troy Calhoun, Brian Noor, and their assistant coaches feel the same way because you look at, you know, you start with the quarterback, Jordan McLeod, Sunbelt Player of the Year, going for 32 touchdown passes. And you look at six wide receivers 
who have double figures in receptions, including Elijah Surratt, 74 receptions, over 1,000 yards, two players over 1,000 yards for that matter, you know, in terms of catching the football. And then you look at the defense, and I mean, here's James Madison leading the nation in tackles for loss, 109 going into this game, and 45 sacks, and they forced 21 turnovers. I mean, the numbers go on and on and on and on. And then, you know, James Madison's only allowing 61 yards a game on the ground. It's a scary, good football team. And Air Force has taken them so, so seriously. They get it. They understand how good James Madison is. And you could say, yeah, but you know what? They haven't played D1 all that long. And yeah, but they haven't been in a It doesn't matter that they haven't been in a ball. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. This is an outstanding football team. And Air Force is very aware of that. And they go in, okay, with everybody's radar on high alert because this should be one heck of a game against an outstanding opponent. Should be a lot of fun, no doubt. First ever meeting between Air Force and James Madison. Kickoff set for 3.30 coming up on Saturday. Jim, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I look forward to, to meeting you and seeing you this weekend. Okay, Dave, should be fun. You take care.